All right, listeners, welcome back. Um, thanks for staying with us through the break. Um, as I told you before the break, my guest tonight is Ms. Francisca Joseph, the United Workers Party candidate for the Casabrus constituency. Oh, La Plain. Uh, La Plain, I say Casabrus. <laughs> La Plain constituency. La Casabrus is on my mind, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Francisca, uh, Good night and welcome to this week in interview. Thank you and good night to you and to the listeners. All right. Listeners, we also, in addition to being on live on radio, on tdnradio.net, we are also on Facebook Live, on either the This Week in Interview page or the TDN Radio um, Facebook page. So you can see your candidates and, and, and show her your support, show her some love, some likes. Um, on, on Facebook Live. Uh, also, of course, she is talking to me from Dominica, and so sometimes we, we do get challenges um, in terms of the technology when we go from Dominica. So if we do get disconnected, be with us, we reconnect. I don't expect it, but sometimes it does happen. <laughs> yeah. So, Francisco, like I said, welcome to, to this weekend interview. It's, it's a pleasure having you on. And, yes. and uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself to TDN listeners. Okay. Good night. As I said earlier on, I'm Francisca Joseph. I hail from the Dallas community. It's a community in the southeast part of Dominica. I have. I was born there, lived there, worked there for uh, most of my adult life. I am. Um, came from a teaching background. I worked as a teacher in the Dillis community for over 12 years. Then I went on to the Youth Development Division and worked as an officer for two areas, the, the southeast and the east, that is Grand Park Dillis and Castle to Pidisufria. I, from around that time, I also went on to work as District Development Officer for the southeast, that is Grand Park Dillis. I also worked in the Office of Disaster Management as Program Officer. I worked at the Bureau of Gender Affairs as Acting Director. I worked as Adult Education Aid, Adult Education Officer for that same area, Grand Fond to Dailies. I then became the Field Supervisor, supervising all seven officers around the island. And then upon my retirement in February, I was Acting Head of the Adult Education Division. So I have worked in many areas in the public service in Dominica for 39 years of my life. So this is Francisca Joseph in a nutshell. <laughs> and, and so much of your work seems like it's involved um, work in the community. Yes, um, from, from time. It's a long, long while. I have been involved in doing community work all the time, um, getting to organize programs, writing project proposals, implementing projects, supervising projects and I'm um, just getting the communities motivated to participate in their own learning and to develop capacity at, at the community level. So I have been involved in many, many areas in, in community work. So coming into politics is like a duck to water. Well, this is so that is perfect because um, <laughs> my next question to you was to ask you about uh, your motivation for, for going up for elections, so to speak, but really I like to think of it as you um, offering yourself to serve your community at the parliamentary level. 
That's that's all yes. it, because that's really what it is. That's um, what it is. Uh, it's it's so, just an extension of yes. what I've been doing all my life, mm -hmm. you know. But then, just in a position, policy implementing policies. This this is another area because some when my travels the the various um, communities in Dominica, you really want to help, wanted to help more than you could help, and then you were not the one. I'm creating the policies, so you really had no control over what uh, what can happen. And then you realize there is so much that you can do to enhance the, the, the communities, to develop people on a whole. And um, looking at this and looking at the Southeast as well and the lack of development in the area, um, unemployment, unemployment, youth disempowerment, I realized I could make a difference in the lives of the young as well as um, everybody in the various communities in the South, in Lafayette. All right. And, and you know, the, um, for the last, this is the third week in what I call the the WOW series, Women yeah. of Workers series, series because, yes. because there are five of you, five really powerful. Five fabulous women. Five fabulous women of workers. Yes. And, yes, and so yes. I want be, uh, before we jump deep into the politics, I, I want you to spend some time to talk about what it means um, to you as a woman to see women in more leadership roles, um, of which of course is emblematic of you stepping forward to, to as a candidate. Um, what does it mean to you to see more women at the leadership level um, uh, 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 as, as, as demonstrated by your step? Um, as you know, um, women and politics have been anathema to each other. It's like uh, when you hear politics, you don't put women together with politics because women over the years tend to be afraid to, to get involved in, in, in political because you you think of what has been happening over the years, the, the denigration of women and um, looking for everything um, negative. When I saw the number, in fact on the other side too, there are a number of women, and um, when I saw women getting involved in the whole um, leadership process, I said, you know what, hurry for women. You know, finally, women are going to have a voice. Girls are going to have a voice, and we're going to stand for all the injustices that we have been perpetrated against against our women. So um, I, I was elated when I saw um, five of us in on, on this side. It has only been maybe one or two for the longest while. And I said, finally, things are getting there, and then women are beginning to stand up. Um, women will stand up for the rights of other women. And I said not only, when I came in, I said not only we need quantity, the numbers in parliament, but we need quality representation. You need people who can stand up for the for, for women, who can stand up when women are being abused, who can stand up for in, for domestic violence, who can stand up just so other women can can follow suit, can be you can be a role model to others. And they say, you know what, it's okay, you can be a leader if you stand up strong and, and look at the others who have been who are doing it. So I, I felt it 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 was a, a, a step up for women, especially in Dominica, where we have seen women are kind of scared to get involved in leadership positions. Yes, and and so far what has the experience been like for you? I mean it's wonderful. I, I like it. <laughs> Somebody told me, are you not afraid? I said no, I, I, I have never been that excited, honestly. 
you know, I since I came in, I am excited. I, I love it. I mean, I, I love meeting people. I love to manage, so to speak, people, because that's what I've been doing for years. You know, go to the communities, try to motivate people to participate in programs to enhance their capabilities. And I see this as just an extension. And in an essence, I, I have more, I will have more power, so to speak, if you want to call it that, to really effect policies and to effect change. Right. So, um, what, you know, as, as you've been so involved in the, in the community, uh, that gives you a very good glimpse into what the needs of the community oh, yes. are. Oh, yes. um, interact yeah. with people one-on-one -on -one and know what is it mm -hmm. that the people of, of Lapland constituency um, need. Um, yeah. Let me just take a quick pause. If you if you join us late, my guest tonight on this weekend interview is Ms. Francisca Joseph, the United Workers Party candidate for the Lapland constituency. And, um, and um, Francisca, yeah. In that sense, then, what, what role, and, and we're going with a positive point of view, if United Workers Party <laughs> wins the next election, um, whether or not you win your seat, but you are going to win your seat in Laplin, um, what, oh, yeah, role, what role do you see yourself playing? How do you see yourself contributing? What contribution will you make um, to the governance of Dominica in the United Workers Party government? Right. I see myself as continuing what I am doing right now to um, continue to um, encourage the, the, the communities, the people in the area, and I see myself as enhancing the work that the United Workers Party has proposed to do in development of Dominica. I see myself lending support to the our political leader who is, is very, very, very adamant in what he wants to see done and together as a team. And as you see, whenever he speaks, he speaks about Team Dominica. And this is what exactly it is, to work as a team to get the work done, um, to ensure that we implement policies that the areas that are in need of enhancement, like job opportunities, creating unemployment, um, enhancing underemployment, and to increase our sporting facilities, especially um, for our young people, I see myself, I'm a trained um, social protection um, um, person, so I see myself um, ensuring that Francisco, we bring people... One second, let me just say something. I'm getting a lot of yeah. texts that people are saying, those on Facebook are not getting audio. So um, yeah. what I would advise you, if you're not getting... Okay. Oh, no, no, I'm hearing you clearly, so it's not you. Yeah. If you're having issues with the audio, um, listen, you can watch on, on Facebook Live, but you get the audio on TV and radio. TDNRadio.net will give you the audio. Uh, it's not you, Francisco. Don't worry about it. Oh, no, yes. um, TDNRadio.net will, will give you audio as well as if you have the app. Like if you have, if you have TDN Radio's app from the App Store or from the Play Store, if you have Android, or if you use an app like TuneIn, um, you can definitely... Um, so 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 go to the go to tdnradio.net and get the audio and you can watch us on Facebook because I'm getting reports that the audio um, your audio for whatever reason is not transmitting um, oh. challenges with the technology again. But yeah, yes. so so yeah, yes. so so you were highlighting um, the fact that um, because of your experience as a social worker, because of your experience working in the community, um, mm -hmm. 
and you are in touch with, with what young people need. Um, yes. So, so let's go. Um, to your, let's go to your your constituency in that sense. What specifically do you see are the needs of the young people in the oh, constituency? Lord. Remind people which are the which are the different communities in your yes. constituency. First of okay. All, so, and, and what yes. are the needs in terms of what the young what <laughs> for young people? The community stretches from Delis. You have Delis Gothica. You have La Franchette in that area of La Ronde. You have La Plaine. Casbury. And in La Plaine, you have places like Pleasance, you have Fresh Island, you have High Street, you have a number of areas in La Plaine itself. La Plaine is a wide, um, a wide community. What we call it La Plaine, which encompasses the, the village of La Plaine itself, Casbury and Laron make up that area. Mm -hmm. And then we have Wetika, you have um, Davis. And in Davis, you have the hamlets of um, La Roche, Carib, Victoria, that make up that, that community. So this this is the area that um, I will be represent. Well, I am rep I am proposing to represent, and which I will represent yeah. at the next election. <laughs> yes. So the needs. Um, go even before I went into decided that um, and the people decided that um, I they would choose me to represent them. The area has been under serious serious challenges. Especially after tropical storm Erica and um, Hurricane Maria, as you know, the, the, the bridge on the Boutica Gorge was destroyed. So therein they had to put in a Bailey Bridge, which is there all now. Mm -hmm. But first of all, when you go for and the Pilitsavan to the East Road has never been reopened. Now this is a major, major area for the people of of the East. Um, in fact, the entire southeast. Because if the area were to be blocked, like happens after a disaster, access to these communities is, is not, we are not able to access those communities. And you know, if you have no access to a community, therein lies the biggest problem. Right. So we are thinking of creating access. So the very first thing on our agenda is to reopen the Davis to Pilisavan Road. And we know the economic development that happened between those communities. Um, we talk about fishing, we talk about um, bay oil distilling, all that. And to get to Roseau on that side was quickly, 30 minutes, you in town. You know, you have the pork fest happening at Bagatelle every year. Now, the people, they don't attend pork fest. You don't go around the island to, uh, to arrive at Bagatelle uh, one and a half hours or two hours after. You get tired. But if you open that road, the economic boom and development that will happen between those communities will be phenomenal. And I know it has happened before. When I worked in Roseau, I used to drive to Pilitsa van, just pack my vehicle, take a bus, and head to town. Make life so much easier for you. Another area in Delis itself, you have our people have been involved in Toloma and farming cultivation for years. That is what sent us to school. That is what our parents did for years, years, years. So you have, this is, needs to be um, resolved. We have the Toloma factory in Delis. It's there, it's only uncovered since Maria, two years since. It's in dilapidated state. We are thinking this is an area that really needs to be developed. To cover it, to, um, to enhance it, to make sure our people are trained. You have the Delis Toloma Women's Group that have been responsible for that project for a while. Um, no help has, has been given to them. I heard that there was money available, but when I really um, tried to find out, nothing really is available to assist these women. And we're thinking of turning this into an industry. Imagine what could happen. And I was telling some people over the last week that 
If you do not want to process the tolomo yourself, you can just sell the raw material to the factory. The factory will process it itself. So you don't have, so you can create jobs that way for our young people, for other persons in the communities. You also have in that area too, just very close to that factory, you have the House of Hope. Now the House of Hope has been a home for persons who are physically challenged and sometimes the elderly. But we want to think of expanding that home for a home for the elderly in the Southeast. So you have persons who have, I travel the area and you have persons who have been affected by strokes and just some therapy would help them to walk. So if you have that place, you can make sure you have a therapist on, on, on call, you have a doctor on call, you have nurses on call, you have people who are trained to help to take care of the elderly. And these elderly people can get 24-hour care. And this is what we're looking at for this area. And especially when it comes to disaster, because I'm also a trained disaster um, um, facilitator, um, we talk about disaster. This is also a shelter for the elderly. You know, sometimes to move the elderly off and on, it's difficult for them. But if you have somewhere where they can stay and they can shelter, I think it would do other well for, for the area. So this alone in Davis alone is a monumental task and nothing has been done in this area. The only youth center in Davis is presently destroyed completely. It used to be a hurricane shelter, it's now no longer, and nothing has been done for the youth. And the youth need that kind of assistance. The sporting, um, the playing field is, is non-operational. Right, the, the basketball court in Davis itself, mm -hmm. non-operational. So, so really, it's, there's so much work to do. And um, I believe that, you know, we can, well, we will get it done with the help of the people. And you go to Boetica, no playing facilities either. Mm -hmm. You have the Boetica school. We're hoping to develop that school. Remember that old building, stony building, very, very um, strong, but has been, has been on operation for longest while. Now we're thinking of, we could develop this school into a training facility, a training school where you could offer entrepreneurial skills training for both men and women. You could learn basic skills programs, you, um, you get your CVQ training, curriculum vocational training certificate. This building could also be a community center, a shelter for emergency um, disasters, so whatever that happens building, in that it, area. It fared well during Maria? It, it doesn't, this is a stone building, so the, the structure is there, it has been there for a while, but you know it's uncovered and everything else, okay. right. So if, if this is developed into a training institute, I call it for, specifically for the young people, where they can learn, they can get vocational skills training, right. then this could, could also be a, a, a school for, in the evenings, you have for adults and continuing education as well, where adults can continue their education, on a, doing literacy, numeracy, and upgrade their skills. Because no longer in 2019 should somebody not be able to read and write, and basically to sign their names when you come to, to write a check or, or so. And we also need persons who are maybe busy at work during the day, and the only during the evening they can upgrade their skills. We will also offer that area as well for that. So this is Boetica. Then you cross over, you go to the Boetica Gorge, and you have that Billy Bridge, which I don't know if you've ever been there and you passed on that bridge. Um, people do not like to pass on the bridge. I can it imagine is, it's scary. Yes, it's a small it's bridge. Very right? scary. Yeah. It's a very small building bridge. Mm -hmm. So a permanent bridge on this gorge would do wonders for the people's morale up there. The people would feel happier because every time it rains, you either try to figure out where you are at the point where it's raining. If you are in Botica, you run out, and if you go into town, you make yourself scarce. 
if you are out in Roseau, you try to find yourself in as quickly as possible because it's really scary. Well, people and, are, people um, are worried that the bridge will get um, Yeah, it will get, yes. And, and it's the structure, it's not strong enough maybe to withstand whatever. Okay. And we know it's a belly bridge. It's barely, it's temporary. Yeah, and it's and been there since Erica. It's been there Maria. since, yes, since, well, after Maria. After Maria, yeah. okay. Yes. Okay. But um, we need, we need, this is what you need in the area. Especially the road structure as well. I, I call it the Mexican border, and people laugh when I say, when you leave the Laron, as soon as you cross the Laron Bridge, you enter the Mexican border. You know, and I, I look at it that way, like nothing really, nobody borders with that part of the area. And then you go down to Laron, and you have land slippages. You, um, it's, it's a one-way um, traffic when you take the corner to go down to the Laron River. And this is scary for the people. The people are tired of living in fear. Especially when, when they, when they hear that, you know, there is a storm or there is something coming. And then you go up to La Plaine and you, you, you go through, um, the complex building is uncovered, mosquito infested. Sometime ago I went in there and it's still with water and everything when you else. Complex and building, what, what was it used for? There, it was used for the village council's office, there was the post office, there was a preschool there as well. Oh, okay, the for the, Yes, for that multifunctional. I think there was court as well, magistrate court was held there as well too. Okay. So it's a multifunctional building. The village council has nowhere to, to, to hold the offices now at a personal, somebody's home. And so this, these are some of the areas that you need to organize to set up. Then you go to the you go to the Laplin um, training center. I see now when they were launching the candidate for Labour Party, they quickly did they demolished some other buildings and they quickly covered a few areas, so things would look good. But we're thinking of developing the Laplin training center into a training school for farmers, where the youth and you talk about youth farming. Farming is not attractive to the youth because we make farming unattractive to the youth. Because there are so many vocations that can be had in agriculture. You talk about soil scientists. Why can't we have that too? You know? You talk about um, people who, after, after Maria, our forests have been left on their own to develop on their own. Tree planting. You know, this, they, all these things can happen. We're also thinking of the complex building to organize it into a squatting facility. Yeah, you have stands, you have a gym, you have um, offices, the youth can get employed, the youth can go and study on a scholarship, on a sporting scholarship, and come back and develop the, the, the Latin area. And let's talk about agriculture. Agriculture has been for the entire area, that's it, a no-no. Planting, um, dashing, yams, potatoes. I told them I worked as a teacher, or even as an adult education officer, and I had um, potato farm and on Saturdays I would go down to the market with five, six bags of potatoes to sell you know, and then the little money that you make through the month, it stretches a bit because you can make an extra dollar because food was selling at this time you know, there was market for our produce, so that is one of the areas we want to do to organize market for our farmers, where all farmers can go back to plantain, to, to bananas and you can open feeder roads, and we are a number of feeder roads we want to open. We want to look at Belvedere in Delis and various areas in La Plaine as well to open up new lands so where young people can go into agriculture and make agriculture attractive for the youth.
So we also think of, we look at the apartments that are putting up in the areas now. And if you have an apartment, you think of, of emergency services, you think of fire. We're looking at maybe, not maybe, upgrading or putting up a firehouse in Laplane, equipped with a fire truck, with trained officers, and those who are there trained, but increase the staff, increase more trained staff. So what exists now? Fire hydrant. Where, where do they? They just have a house. They have. They are renting a house. Renting a house. Do they yes, have a and fire they have, truck? No, sir. They just have the ambulance. The ambulance. They drive. They drive the ambulance. You know, what fire service people. They drive they the also, ambulance. They also emergency. Yes, they also oh. yes drive the ambulance. So, so there is no fire truck. There is no fire truck. No, so fire. If there's a so fire we, in the village, what happens? Exactly. Bucket, bucket, nothing. Bucket well, well, bucket brigade or wait until um, another one comes from from somewhere to help. And then we, we should not have to wait. I know we have, we usually do proactive work, mm -hmm. but we shouldn't, sorry, reactive. We are reactive. We shouldn't wait until something happens to, to ensure that it is done. Mm -hmm. And we also um, look at the, the, the areas you have. We need some guardrails in some areas too. You also need to equip some areas with lighting to, for secure, safety and security, safety security for people is important. I was going to so ask you about that um, because you said you are trained in, in disaster response, yes. I guess, disaster management. I do. Yes, I do training. I have been trained by USAID OFDA and I do disaster management training in the region. I'm a regional instructor. So so from that from that point of view, um, and and talk about your 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 constituency that you're proposing to represent, but you can take it national mm -hmm. if you want. Yes, yes. Um, what is your what is your opinion of the current state of readiness of of Dominica's disaster plan, and what and what you think could be done to, in practical sense, um, to make it, make it yeah. feel help people feel like there there are options if there's a pending mm -hmm. disaster. I was um, asked that question some time ago when I was in a training. I said, do you think we're in a better position than we were before Hurricane Maria? And the chorus was, no. And I asked the question, why are we not in a better position? And we've been talking resiliency for so long. It has, I told you it has not become a cliche mm -hmm. that resilience, resilience. But a, people cannot be res um, a country cannot be resilient until the people of the country are resilient. Because building infrastructure and our people are not don't know how to take care of them and to be um, ready, it's no resilience at all. And you have to build capacity. We have a disaster. The National Disaster Office is understaffed. Maybe if they have two, two or three people on staff, no more. You know. So you cannot tell me in a country that is prone. We are prone to so many hazards, and we are at risk to so many and vulnerable to so many. Um, hazards that we have not equipped our Office of Disaster Management with staff and equipment. And if your Office of Disaster Management is not equipped, how can you equip the other communi the communities around Dominica? Right. Because we are saying that we should have teams trained in the various communities. Because we saw what happened after Tropical Storm Erica and Hurricane Maria, that the first responders are the people in the communities. Because it takes so long before your first responders, which is your fire or your police, get to the people because of access again. The community people become first responders. And if the community people are the first responders, really, you ought to train the community people to deal with certain situations before help can arrive. So we're thinking of looking at that, looking at the different um, disaster communities, disaster teams, 
to train them, train our our um, shelter managers and after Maria. And we have to learn to, to assist our people to give them a stipend. Because after Maria, these people, some people worked as shelter managers for nothing at all, no recompense for months. And it's not fair, you know, to them, they have a home, they have a family, and they have to be in a shelter assisting and taking care of everybody. We have to ensure that our people um, are taken care of. So this is another another area that we need to we need to ensure that we have. We need to ensure that our schools are, are trained. And it's not because of only hurricanes. Eh? We have we think of earthquakes and people do like to talk about it. We think of tsunami. Are we ready? Have we ever done a tsunami drill? Have we done an earthquake drill? I know the schools do it, but what about nationally? We need to do that. We need to prepare our people in the event that there is a tsunami and there is an earthquake. There is a volcanic eruption. We know we are prone to, to all these all these hazards. But I can say truthfully that I don't think that we are ready at this time. And a lot, a lot more work needs to be done to ensure that the resiliency that we talk about is really, it really is, and our people are really resilient. And to make our people resilient, we have to ensure that we build their capacity so they are able to to um what is the word I want to use? They're able to perform, they're able to to save life, really. Their lives can be saved and the lives of their neighbors and, and property so, as much as possible. So do you think that currently there is a building in Lapland, for example, where if there's an impending storm that you can tell people, okay, this is where you're going to go and that, that building is adequately equipped yes. and there are staff people in place to, to fall in no. line to do it? I am not. I know there is a, a disaster committee. There's also a Red Cross mm -hmm. committee as well in Laplin. I think disaster committee meets regularly. I think Mr. Jason Fontaine, Ron Green, and his team—they are part of that. Okay. Also, the Red Cross is also there. But the shelter is is the school, the, the primary school, and and people will open their homes. People don't make their homes available on 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 newspapers and to advertise. But then people always make their homes available. And I said that if people are making their homes available then we ought to assist these people to to ensure that their homes are better equipped to assist you know when when they open their homes for people but in essence i what we need in the various communities we need shelters in Delhi, the, the shelter was the youth center it has since been destroyed so the, the school is not really i wouldn't call the school uh, uh the schools are more post shelters because you know some of the schools were built long time ago and they have that um, they put in the bricks, but it have the holes where water comes in. Right. So it, it's not really a, 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 it's really for a post shelter. Right. 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 You know, so so every I'm talking about at least every community in Dominica, looking at what we have been going through after um, um those storms that we've been um we are vulnerable to that every at least every community should have somewhere where um people can can have some shelter, some measure of shelter. Um, I would hope that the, well, this is one of the areas that we want to look at disaster management, and we have what we call the CDM strategy, the Community Management um, um, Disaster Management Strategy, mm -hmm. that you incorporate disaster management in every area of, of of life, everything, from school, from the preschool, onto um, their homes. Um, at this time, every home should have their own family plan. What do we do in case we are separated, in case that there is an earthquake, I'm not home, in case something else happens? Yeah. Then you when know, you do your family plan, mm -hmm. yes. No, no, I was saying it seems like we spend a, a extra time on that, but I, but it's just because um, 
you say you have the training, is, you have the yeah, yeah, and it's and important. That. It's important. And, and all I know? say is that there's one thing we can guarantee is that Dominica is going to get hit by another hurricane. Dominica is going to have another disaster. Is it? Yes, you, yes. You don't know when. We, we, you don't know which. We year, don't know when, but you don't know the yes, extent, yes. But it's guaranteed. So if something it's is guaranteed, guaranteed, yes, a government should should plan for should it. Should do all exactly. I quite agree. Yeah, yeah, I quite agree. So let's switch gears a little bit. Um, yeah. You are going up on a on the United Workers' Party ticket, offering yourself yes. to be the parliamentary representative. Let me ask you a question. Why not the Labour yeah. Party? Why didn't you choose to go up for the Labour Party? What about the United, United Workers' Party that you see as, a, mm -hmm. uh, as, as I don't know, maybe Dominica needs that team more than the current team of the Labour Party? I, I know there was a compare and contrast I have, to what you propose. Yes, I have lived through and worked through successive, well, a number of governments, mm -hmm. you know, and I have looked at um, what is happening presently for the past decade and if I were to say truthfully I really have not seen what I wanted to see. I, I, I'm looking at honesty in, in, in government, I'm looking at integrity in government, I'm looking at fair play in government, I'm looking at equality in government, I'm looking at equity in government and I'm looking at um, the, the, the not the um, lack the victimization of 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 um, of persons, whether in public office or or there. When I when I looked at what personally I myself have been faced with um, as I go through um, the whole issue of the public service, and I know of other people going through it, I realized you know what I cannot be party to something like this that that victimizes people, that denigrates people, and I did not like what I heard. And when the people when some of them go and went to the platform and I heard the way that women were being treated and women were being denigrated, and I said, you know what? No, we can do better than we can have a better political climate than this. We can be much better than that. We do not have to denigrate each other in order to get to where we want to get. And this makes you a lesser person. And I and I told my people when I I said, you know what, I am running a, a, a campaign. I'm not denigrating anybody. I refuse to give people me free, which is what we call it when we have it in Dominica. <laughs> this doesn't do this any good for anybody. So when I looked at what is what is now with, 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 with the Dominican Labour Party, I believe that I am a better person than this. And I realized the United Workers Party is preaching a different message. And I said that is why. And I looked at why are so many women on the Labour side and not too few women on the United Workers Party side. I mean, I look and say, I say, but y'all fellas go on the platform and y'all say nothing about women. So women on the other side are free to stand and, and to represent. While the women on the workers' side are, are you know, are being denigrated, which from what I heard. And I felt, well, you know what? I want to align myself to a party who is honest, who has integrity, who, who is equally fair, that it doesn't matter who you vote for. At the end of the day, all of us are Dominicans, and I believe the right party for me at this time was the United Workers Party and the leader I, I looked at Mr. Linton. Tell me what yes. Yeah, what is I looked at Mr. Linton and I saw a man of integrity and I said, you know what, Mr. Linton is the only politician at this the only man at this time for Dominica who can take so much, who can people try to denigrate and people try to criticize and I see some people who have no idea who Mr. Linton is and they tell you, I don't like him, I don't like that man. He's so I told the gentleman, do you know him? No, I don't know him. I said, what do you, 
not know somebody and you hate somebody you do not know. I say you have been given um, some information about Mr. Linton that is not Mr. Linton at all. And um, I am happy to have been, to be part of this team and to have the Honorable Lennox Linton as my political leader at this time. I see a man of integrity. I see a man that is bold, that is not afraid of anything. And he's not afraid that, you know, I'm standing up for justice and it does not matter what people say, I will stand. And this is the kind of thing that we need for Dominica at this time. People that will stand, that will, you know, not for me, but for country and for, to, 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 for the soul of this country, for the soul of Dominica, and to help people to move on from, from where they are. You know, that is one of the words that I hear associated with Lennox the most, integrity. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Every, everybody, can be sure. everybody. everybody speaks about him as a man of integrity. Yes, and, and, and this is what you want in a leader, you know, that that is really what you want. You want somebody who, who, who says what he believes and believes what he says. And you can be sure that what he tells you that what exactly is going to happen. And um, I like what he's, what he's doing. Even, and even if he stands alone, he goes ahead with it. And, and this is what I, I like. I align myself too. And that's why I tell people I am really not afraid because if you know what you stand for, if you know you stand for justice, and I must say that I believe in God, I'm a Christian, I trust God, and I will ensure that um, God takes center stage. And if God takes center stage in your life, you want to ensure that everybody, you deal with everybody on the same level. You do not care um, whether you voted for the United Workers Party or you voted for the Dominican Labour Party or you didn't vote at all, you are Dominican at the end of it. And this is how we look at it. No victimization of any, anybody. Yeah, so if you, if you join us a little late, my guest tonight on this weekend interview is Miss Francisca Joseph. Um, she is a woman of workers. She's a working woman and she's a woman of workers. <laughs> yeah, I like fabulous that. <laughs> She's part yeah. of the fabulous five um, women who have offered their, their self to serve um, Dominica at the parliamentary level. And, and so we, I, I am running a series, a five-week series, a, a one uh, devoting an hour to each one of these women. So far, um, Francisca is number three. We had, we had Rosanna Emanuel mm -hmm. of the Petit Savan constituency. We had Ernie. Lawrence John Thin of the Casabrus constituency, and now we have um, Francisca Joseph of the Laplin constituency. You know, I have quite a few folks from Laplin who, who tune in to this weekend interview every week, okay. and of course all Dominicans. So Francisca, I want to give you the opportunity to, to tell these people who may, who may want to support you, um, mm -hmm. where, they can, where they can go to, to find out. Um, how to make a contribution to your campaign. If you have any special yes. needs, um, this is the time you mention it. All your, yeah. This is where you make a pitch and say, listen, yeah. I, I am one yeah. person, I am putting myself up to serve, but I need your help because I have limited resources. Mm -hmm. Help me. Yes, right. Okay, I am, first of all, I want to assure people, so the very first thing you need to do is to ensure that you are registered to vote. And um, that is one of the, one of the basic things. Ensure that you check the list. The, the, the list is out, preliminary and, and supplementary list is also out. Um, you can check and see whether your name is on. Somebody just called me tonight to tell me, to ask a question where really they're voting um, and what should they do, so I inform them. And we want to ensure that everybody who is 
registered, you make sure check your name in the various constituencies and do not register um, um, falsely, ensure that you made residency requirements, which is the number three months in, in, in a constituency. And uh, um, we, we want to ensure that, um, well, as you know, we are fighting for electoral reform. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the things that we continue to fight for. And electoral reform we're fighting for is not just because of the United Workers Party. It's for any government that will come into, into office. And it is fair that people are given a choice to be f uh, that elections be free and fair. Elections are free and fair. It doesn't matter who wins. Then we agree because it was done on, on a, a fair um, level, a fair basis. We, we also look at, um, you know, the incumbency is, is using millions of dollars. And as you know, the United Europe, they tell us we are poor, we have no money. Um, but we were not given any money to, to, to go up, neither to come down. We came on this ticket, well, I came on this ticket um, honestly and fairly. I resigned from the public service when I knew I followed the procedures to ensure that I met the requirements. I was not given any, I wasn't any paid. I went up there and I want to, to work and to ensure that my people um, are given a fair, um, fair, given fair treatment. So for the Latin area, you register. As you know, we, we, we came in here, we do not have resources and we call it a people's campaign. So for the past time, for the past months, the people are supporting the campaign. So we have people in the diaspora who continue to assist. Um, somebody sent um, a, a laptop, somebody um, also sent us a, a, a small speaker. And um, this is how we are, we are getting our um, resources to ensure somebody bought a few t-shirts for us. So we are calling on, on people. This is a people's movement. We want you to support it. Um, the other side says we are begging, but this is what you do. You do not take the state's resources to run political campaign. You will be people run their campaign. You raise funds. So we do raise funds. We ask you to make a contribution. You can send it to us. Well, you can call me, Francisca Joseph. My number is 277-8756. You can call and tell us what kind of contribution you can make. You can give us your, um, uh, you can t give us ideas as well. We are open to ideas. How you see um, the, the constituency? What are some of the things you think we can we can do that we have not been mentioning? And we can help. We have an office in La Plaine. Um, it's not equipped yet, so we are calling on people to to assist us in whatever way they feel they can assist. But most of all, we want you to continue to talk to each other, to campaign, to 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 tell people exactly, you know, how their lives are going to be better because their lives are going to be better. And as Mr. Linton always say, we want to to have a Dominica where the best place to live, to work, and enjoy life. And we want to ensure that this happens that people do not leave the country and, and, and go, or people who are over us now who decide, we you know what, I would love to come down home, but I cannot at this time because the, the environment is not right. But we are telling them as soon as the United Workers Party comes into office, which we will, the environment will be right, and our resource people who are out there who would love to come and support and to assist this country, it is open for them to assist. So we call on you to continue to support the movement. We have a match coming up on Friday, Creole Day. We call it a Creole match. You dress in your Creole outfit, whatever it is. We are something Creole. We begin at the, at the Pottersville Savannah and we match through the streets of Roseau and we will present letters to um, the president and the, to the electoral office. We want people to turn out in massive numbers. Just show that, you know, Dominica can stand for something because we used to stand before. 
for what we believed in. And we believe in electoral reform. We believe that we need our $1.2 billion, which is important as well, because if we have it, we can do a lot of work. And all the things that I spoke about that need to be done in my constituency and other constituencies in Dominica, this money can be used to do it. So we call on our patriots to turn out. Your support is welcome. We want you to walk the streets with us, walk the communities with us, to ensure that everybody is touched and everybody knows that, you know what, this is what United Workers Party stands for. We stand for integrity, we stand for fair play. We stand because we want um, the, our youth employed. We want our, our, our youth to be, not to be underemployed. We need them to get training. And we just need to develop, we need to develop Dominica. To be up par with the rest of the of the of the islands in the region. Certainly, um, I, li I like the fact that you 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 mentioned um, the diaspora. So yes. I want you to tell them how they can contact your campaign. You have a Facebook page. What is your email address? Yes. You have a phone. Yeah. So Yes, so um, the diaspora, um, um, we welcome, as I said, we welcome all support. We also have them, they, they call in off and on. There's somebody who called it, and I, I do think he would have a problem in calling his name, Dr. Finn. Um, he calls in almost every day to find out, you know, are you safe? Make sure that you're safe, you know, and um, ensure that you, you eat well and you, and, you, and you rest well, you know. And that goes a long way, you know, that, that people care about you, and this is very important. So we, we, you can contact me, as I said, at 277-8756. That's my um, cell number. Say it again, my email, slower. 277-8756. That's my cell. Okay. And my email is sikajo, S-I-C-A-J-O-E, at hotmail.com. Okay. And you go on Facebook, you can see elect Francisca Joseph or Francisca Joseph. You can... Um, send me a message. The number you can also reach me on WhatsApp. The same number I gave two seven seven eight seven five six. Um, I can be reached by a WhatsApp. So you can give me a call. You can send me a WhatsApp. You can send me a message. I also we want people to continue to pray for us. Some people have been doing that. Um, this is a very very important as we as we um, fight, as we struggle together for Dominica. As I said, we fighting. I said for the soul of this country. And I will fight until the end. And I am sure that everybody else will fight with us to ensure that um, Dominica and, and it's the, the residents of Dominica uh, um, have. Dominica is where it should be at this point in the 21st century. Who is your campaign manager? Do you have a campaign manager? Yes, my campaign manager is uh, Reginald um, Williams. He is um, in our plane. Uh, Mr. Ron Green, as you know, Mr. Ron Green is a trustee of the party, but he's also, remember, he handed me the baton, so, and he's there full-time, his wife as well. I have Kent um, Joseph, he is my association chair, and we have Elkin, he's the, the secretary. We have Jason, um, Laughlin, you know, Jason Fontaine, this is a stalwart in the party. And we have so many other people that continue to support us. We have people who help us to raise funds. As and every meeting we have, we try to people contribute whatever they can. Some people give their box of chicken, some people give flowers, some some people just come out 
you know, to give whatever they can. And I tell people this, you have to own this campaign, it is yours. It's not just me, the candidate, it's for everybody. And everybody has to take part in, in the whole issue, in the whole campaign. When is your next event? When is the next event in your community? My next event is the 31st of um, this month. We have a zonal meeting from Kalinago Territory up to Davis. We'll have a big meeting at Davis at Carib Junction from 7 o'clock. Okay. And so we join, um, Teacher Uni will join me, Pharaoh will join me, and um, Annette will join me in in, La wow. in Davis wow. to have a, a huge zonal meeting. And on the 30th, we go to Teacher Uni's area where we have one as well, and the others will follow suit where we go to each other's area to, to, to support each other. And because we're doing an eastern sweep, and the eastern sweep begins at the Kalinago territory, we take Kalinago, we take Cassidus, we take Grandpa, and we take the um, Lapin constituency. I and like the fact that striving for. I like the fact that you guys are thinking regional because sometimes you're grouping yes. of resources. Even after you win, yes, you're governing of exactly. The area. It's, it's, it is yes. You you can the, the, you yes the, your resources because we have and even if you have resources, it's, it's, it's good to have and the support that we give to each other is also great too. Right. Because um, and we are hoping to have, we, we're coming up soon, well, we will let people know about it. Um, the women candidate will be going on, on, on something. It, I don't want to divulge too much, but it is a very exciting one. And we will let you all know exactly. In other um, words, what, the, world, what the world train is going to go local. The world train, yes. The world, <laughs> the world the train, train continues. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we, we, yes. So we, the world train trying to wow everybody. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I thank you. It's nine o'clock, so so. Ah yes, the time has <laughs> time, come and time gone. Yes. Come. So I thank yes. you so much for for taking the uh, time. You're most welcome. Um, yes, to, sure. to introduce yourself to to the audience, mm -hmm. um, TDN Radio, to to you so eloquently laid out what you see and yeah. the needs of the um, community and, and what, and what yes. you think needs to be done. So so sure. I can only wish you all the best and to let you know that we have you have an open mic. Even if yes, I have okay. a guest and you need five minutes or something, oh, um, oh so great! You have all my right. contact. Just, just let me know. <laughs> yes, I'll do that. I'll let you right, yes. of course. Um, because we okay. all we all want the same objective to see them. Yeah, that's right. In, you know, that's right. Exactly. In a better direction. In positive. So yes. I'm going to steal additional minutes or so to give you the opportunity to close. If there's anything I didn't ask you that you may have wanted to talk about or. Or whatever, thank your people. Um, ask them for yeah. um, make your case for why they should vote yes. for you. Take the next few mm -hmm. minutes. Do that. Yes, so I want to say thank you to TDN, it's TDN, right? TDN Radio, yes. Mm -hmm. TDN Radio um, for this opportunity. It's a great opportunity to, to really sell yourself out there to the people and to show people that um, I mean well. I have always said that I'm going into this thing with my whole heart, um, that I. I could have gotten other things, other places, but I felt at this time that I was needed at this time to take the country to another level. And I'm happy that the people are with me, that they continue to support me. I want that support to continue. I want to assure them that we will do all we can to assure that Dominica and the constituency um, is on the right footing that um, people can develop, and we can develop. We don't have to remain, we don't have to be asking for handouts all the time. We don't have to remain in a welfare state all the time. We can do better because we have the resources, which is land, water, we have it all. And we can develop Dominica into the Dominica that we want it to be, that our forefathers would have loved to see, to see happening. 
Um, once again, I am Francisca Joseph. I will, I'm the United Workers Party candidate for the Lapin constituency. I ask you to cast your vote when you go to the to the to the poll. Whenever that is called, we're not sure when, but whenever it is called, you an election day comes, you go to the polls and you vote. That's why I tell people, don't stay home and say, well, you know what, I'm not going. What can my little vote do? If 20 people said, what can my little vote do? You know, it's 20 votes less. So go to the polls, and when you go there, I tell people when you go there, the only symbol you see is the soul. And this is what is going to take you to, to, to the next level that you want to be. So I encourage everybody, not just in Ilapin constituency, for all those hearing my voice, you are in any constituency around Dominica. The saw is the symbol that you vote for. The saw is the development. And to give the Honorable Lennox Clinton and his and the team Dominica a chance to see that Dominica progressive and that you move from where you are stagnant for so many years. You move from from just thriving. You know, we don't, we want to thrive. Yeah. You know, and this is this is what so. we need to do um, um, in this country. From just not just surviving but thriving. And this is what we want for our country, for our people. And we are going up there continuously. We volunteering our services. We are giving all what we have in the service of Dominica for our for our um, people, for for everybody, you know, for the diasporans who wish to come back home, for for so many people who would love to see Dominica grow from from what it is now. So I want to say thank you very much. It has been a lovely opportunity to, to just really speak about what I love and um, what I, I intend to do when I become the parliamentary representative and part of the United Workers Party Team Dominica government. Thank you, and I wish you thank all you the best. Much. All right, yes, as I said, thank you so you're much. welcome to come back anytime. Thank you so much. Thank right. you very much. Have a blessed night. Thank you. Have a good night. All right, okay, bye-bye. Right. Yes. The listeners, there you have it. Um, you know, I, I told you it was going to be an, a, a very interesting um, conversation. Um, it, it was going to be a very interesting um, conversation that I had with Miss Francisca Joseph. And I, I want to tell you that uh, it's been established that, that women in leadership perform equally or even better than, than men in leadership. And so we want to give the support. Um, five out of 21 is, is probably a good balance, maybe even more. There's room for more. That, that if the United Workers Party were to form the next government, that we have qualified and trained women, experienced women, um, who can, can, can really, um, put their agenda forward, not only for women, but from a woman's perspective. And so if you listen to me tonight, I want to tell you thank you for staying with me. I come back again next week. Next week, um, we have Monel, Monel Williams, the 30th. Um, Monel, you know her, she's gone up before for, for the St. Joseph constituency. Um, the train is there. Now, um, also, if you be aware, be aware that the, the, this week in interview episodes are, are usually up on podcasts. So you can go on and, and if you missed anything or you wanted to listen a second time, you can do that. Coming up next, um, and I've encroached on the time a little bit, is the second episode of season two of Redemption Road. Um, stay tuned for that. The, the first episode was, was tremendous. Second one carried it on. So stay tuned for Redemption Road. Have a great weekend, and I will see you next week, uh, um, Wednesday.
Good night.